Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Bash Bros Podcast. My name is Brad Nelson, and today I am joined by my brother from another mother and father co-host, Brian Brundewin. How's it going, BBD? It is going great, Brad. Thank you for asking. It is an honor and a privilege to, as I have been for the past two years, be the host of the Bash Bros Podcast. Love it. That is right. We love having you on every episode as the other co-host of the Bash Bros Podcast. Correct. Yes. Yes. And also for the last two years, you can find this podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and the Stitcher. So if you're watching this on a social media platform or listening to it, (laughs) excuse me uh you can find us on those platforms you can like subscribe and find our links there including our merch store that has an awesome new shirt anyway enough plugs oh but you're also forgetting that you can find us in aisle seven of your local grocery store uh that is true but you know social distancing aside i think it's better to find us on the other platforms instead of going out into public you know safety first true yes you can also not find us uh on uh where is it on uh, the the magic online? I was going to say yeah. the Capitol building right now because uh, we, we were just starting the podcast and we just saw that uh, it's being invaded by Trumpers like holy right. hell. Yeah. Like I am now fearing for all of our members of Congress right now. Like this is this is some uncharted territory. After I know the podcast, I'm just going to turn this on like and and stay tuned to it because this is this is some crazy developments honestly like we've never seen this yeah this is pretty insane i mean every aspect of politics i guess in the last four years have been pretty insane but this is also insane yes but if anyone's worried about you know casualties don't worry they're all white (laughs) oof yeah that's uh there's a, I don't know, there's some meme to be made here about, like, leftists. Well, there's, like, there's like leftists and Trump supporters, and they're, you know, like they're doing, like, the handshake meme over, like, guillotining the <laughs> politicians or whatever. Like, there's some meme to be made there. Uh, in situations like this, I always think of the Family Guy meme from an episode where, like, all it is is it's... Uh, it's who's the main guy, Peter. Peter's yeah. like in his car and a cop is holding up, uh, you know, uh, a thing of like colors. It goes from white to to, to the darkest uh, black skin color. And there's like six of them. And it's a varying degree of like the hostility that should be happening from the police officer. The white ones protest and then it's just all the way down to black. It's just riot. You know, <laughs> yeah. so right now they're protesting, even though they are committing actual terrorism. Right. It's just a simple protest, everyone. No, no, no one needs to be alarmed. They're 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 only evacuating and shutting down government buildings. So th- those guys have a right to protest, but the other protests were in the wrong. Yes, yes, of course, yes. Okay, just want to be clear just so that. you know how it goes in America. Excuse me, America. Um. Anyway, we should probably get to our special guest this week. Um. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. We shouldn't. We shouldn't leave them hanging. Um. This week, we're actually going to be, our main topic is going to be the Gladiator format. Now, if you don't know what that is, that's okay. We're going to explain it. A few weeks ago, I didn't know what that was, but lately I've been actually exploring it and thinking about it. So we'll be getting to that. And because of that, we wanted to bring in the only person we could find in the Magic community old enough to have watched American Gladiator and Gladiator starring Russell Crowe. And it's none other 
than Mr. Brian Brown doing. How's it going, BBD? It is going great, and I've got to say it is an honor and a privilege to be this week's special guest on the Bash Bros podcast. It's It's been a dream of mine for six days and 22 hours and 33 minutes. So thank you so much. Yeah, no, it's it's a pleasure to have you. I mean, like 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 the introduction said, there's not many people old enough to have seen American Gladiator. Now let's not let's not harp on the fact that I am what like 18 days older than you. We don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. And it's not about, you know, it's not just about the age. It's about <laughs> your internal clock. The wisdom. And I am both withered enough inside and out to fit that bill too. You know, there are, there are people in the match community older than me, but are they as haggard as I am? I, and, you know? and, 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 you know, since I, I am your roommate and I'm going to say, no, it's yes, not possible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, been a, it's been a while since I've shaved. I'm getting haggard with a capital G. So uh, Amber just gave me my, my third or fourth quarantine haircut. Nice. Yeah. I mean, we're not touching the top. I, I've got the full, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? A man, a man, man bun, bun. Man bun. Yeah, I've got the full man bun going here. Um, I'm actually going to fix it. It's kind of getting in my eyes, and I hate that. See, I also don't touch the top, but for very different reasons. <laughs> Somebody fucking salted the earth so, so nothing would ever grow again. I don't know who it was, but that, that is I find you. That is crazy. I never thought about it, but but you and I are both shaving the same things now. Yeah. I'm thinking about growing out the skullet, though. Dude, I want that so bad. Like, if you did that from now until next October, we could really pull off a fucking sweet, worst, worst versions of, um, of It's Always Sunny cast. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I know. would be Fat Mac. Like, <laughs> okay. I will probably by then have diabetes. And, and, uh. Uh, that's a joke. I'm actually taking care of my health more this, you know, in the last week or so, uh, realizing that I'm probably, you know, one step to diabetes and then no steps. It's all about the trash bag with tacos inside. Oh, well, I still have that. That has nothing to do with diabetes, right? I don't think so. No, no, no of course not. You can you can still have a bag full of tacos and be healthy. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's like, you know, there's like that. uh what's it called pyramid or whatever. And it's like of what you're supposed to eat, which for what it's worth, that pyramid is horribly inaccurate, but I'm pretty sure the top tier of the pyramid is just tacos in a garbage bag. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, I mean, uh, like, sure, sure. I'll admit, I, you know, I, 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 I should have a long time ago. Now I am, I'm quitting smoking and, you know, I should stop eating anything with sugars and stuff like that, but fucking tacos, tacos are the healthiest thing on the planet. Yeah, taco salad. I mean, it has the word salad in the name. Yeah. So it's healthy. Like, that's just a given. So. And what are you not supposed to use dressing? Get out of here. No, I mean, you don't have, if you don't have dressing, you don't have a salad. You just have like lettuce. lettuce. Yeah. No, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Anyway, um, thank you, Brian, for being on the show. Wonderful pleasure to have you. You're welcome. Um, so let's actually talk about some announcements before we get into our main topic. Um, there's one really cool thing that just came out yesterday. Uh, Wizards, it's not, it's an announcement for an announcement, but it's not a bad announcement for an announcement. 
All right, so um, we'll get more information next week, but starting next Wednesday, uh, do you remember the tokens from like Eternal Weekend? Uh, you might not, and I can explain it to you. So Wizards did this deal uh, where for Gen Con and Eternal Weekend, where if you signed up for these tournaments, they would just put this token on your account that if you opened it, it had 4X of every card on Magic Online. And then they'd take it away like on Monday or whatever. The, the, you know, you'd have it for the weekend. So your account would just have Forex of everything. Um, and for two weeks, players uh, will have access to that starting next Wednesday. So I don't, they, they're saying access to almost every card. I don't know what the almost means. Maybe it's variants on the same cards. Maybe it's not. Who knows? We'll find out at the beginning of next week when they have, uh, have, have uh, something come out. So you get a 4X of every card except for Oko. Yes. Fuck Oko. You don't get any of those. You know? <laughs> Almost every card. You don't get any three mana to fairies. You know, you don't you don't get a Yeah, yeah. I mean they'll give you they'll give you three Oko, but they'll never give you four Oko. Oh because that would be loco. I yeah, I yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Got there. <laughs> And now we have the only person we could find in the magic community old enough to have drank for Loco before it was discontinued, Brad Nelson. What up, everyone? It didn't fuck me up at all. <laughs> Speak for yourself. It shit fucked me up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so so if 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 we're reading this correctly, it just means that for two weeks, uh, you'll just have access to every card of magic online. And I think it's awesome because It'll let new players that haven't gotten to experience it get a taste of it. It's also good, it could hook more players into playing Magic Online. I mean, that's probably the, the whole deal. And I saw some people trolling like the mana traders and card hoarders online, but this has to be good for them. It's going to be bad right. for them for like that two week period. But after that, like if it gets people used to having every card, then they're going to be like, hey, did you really like those two weeks? Well, for $30 a month or whatever, you can have access to it. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, two weeks where they're not going to be getting any business. But uh, yeah, after that, I mean, who knows what will happen after that? But well, they'll still have their business. Some people probably won't probably some people won't cancel their accounts or anything, I bet. Yeah, it's not I like mean, one of the cool things is that. One of the kind of things that's a little fallen by the wayside a little bit with magic um, especially with COVID in the last year and all that other stuff it, is like some of those older formats like legacy and vintage and stuff um you know there used to be the token legacy gp every year or two of them sometimes even and like you know that stuff's just not happening anymore and some of those formats have kind of i don't know they don't really have the support that they had so giving players a chance who maybe have never had that chance before to experience some of the really like cool older formats of magic i think it's i think it's awesome yeah, I, I can't actually speak to the state of Magic Online in the last months, maybe like three months, but I do know for most of 2020, it actually did really well and people were playing the older formats a lot. Um, like Magic Online had a great year. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say it was better than anything else, but like a better year than they expected. And like they did have some really cool tournaments that qualified people to a lot of things. Um, I mean, given some of the qualifications were for things that they thought they were going to get that they didn't like players tour finals, but it did really well. So I do hope, you know, this, this might be a push to get more people back engaged with magic online. And, um, you know, I, I, 
I do think formats like Legacy need more support, but you also haven't seen the Legacy decks as of late, have you? No, aren't they like gross Oko stuff now? Yes, there's a lot of gross Oko stuff. Yeah, I haven't like looked at them. I've just heard whisperings of that being the format. So yeah, I, I saw some decks that did not look like Legacy decks at all. Like they they they're just like good stuff decks. It's it's wild. It's it is wild actually. Um, but anyway, moving forward, uh, I want to talk about some upcoming events on uh mtg melee as we are the official podcast of mtg melee uh starting off this will be on the schedule the last road to uh call time championship qualifier uh from scg this week weekend friday and saturday will be the flights and then sunday will be the scg 5k call time championship qualifier um so if it's historic and so if you are looking to qualify or find a way to qualify for either the call time championship itself or for the uh the next monthly qualifier, this will be a great way to do so. Uh, 5K in prize support. Uh, the Players Tour uh, Finals champion actually won last week, so that, that gets them requalified. What does that even, what does that mean? I'm, I'm, I'm oh. out of the loop on that one. Oh, okay. So, uh, uh, Mr. Prince, uh, who won the Players Tour Finals, uh, won the last weekend, and that'll qualify for the call time championship, the thing that we just played in the Zendikar championship, yeah. but for call time. So the next, like, quote-unquote pro tour. I mean, I shouldn't, I just top-aided it, so I shouldn't put the, the 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 quotes on it, right? It was just a pro tour, right? That makes four pro tours for me, right? So I can yeah, get, I can I, get. I, I'm not, uh, sorry, I'm I'm slow. I'm not following who won what and that qual, like, I, oh, I understand sorry. the winner of the last thing. I don't understand how that relates to this SCG championship thing. Oh, the uh, Prince who won last weekend's SCG was the Pro Tour Finals champion. It's gotcha. just a person that won two tournaments. Okay, okay, gotcha. I thought there was like a something being passed down or something. No, no, like the way people qualify for these tournaments is like weird. And like a P Players Tour Finals champion was not qualified for this. Right. You know, even though they, they just top aided, you know, they won a tournament from like half a year ago. And, you know, every other year that would have got you to Worlds, but this didn't even get them qualified for the next year. Yeah. To tournaments. That, that's, yeah, that can't be right. I mean, I know that that's right in terms of how the system is set up, but no, it cannot, it cannot be functional for the system. No, I agree with you right. on that. Like, that yeah. should not be how it goes. You should be able to chain qualifications together. There's only one champion that everyone in the history book should, everyone and the history book should forget, and that's that's Leverado. <laughs> why, and why is that? Uh, oh, I'm just saying, like, just I, I'm pulling a name out of a hat, right? Gotcha. You're you're opting to forget that one. Is that? Mm, yeah, yeah. I am opting to forget forget that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Oh, brutal. Anyway, um, next up, we're, we've got some awesome Gladiator. Yes, I'll explain what Gladiator is. But the Bash Bros Battles Tournament, our tournament, is this Saturday. And we are using this Gladiator format that we'll be talking about. Uh, as well as, uh, and I'll be bringing this up um, to y'all um, at the end of the episode, too, to replug it. But the Gladiator Communities uh, League weekend for Season 2 starts this Thursday and Friday. They have two... Uh, tournaments, one that's good for, you know, a time zone that's good for the Americas, uh, and then another that's good for like um, 
Europe, the Middle East, and and Africa, like those time zones. Um, and they're they're a community that's you know trying to do the best for it and grow it. So I wanna I wanna lend a hand at it because they are a really cool community. Uh, their Discord link will be attached to our show notes. So if you are listening to this on Poppy and iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, you'll have a, an easy link to their Discord as well as these tournaments. But let's actually talk about what Glider is, because I'm assuming that a lot of people don't actually know. Um, yeah, yeah. What what is what is like? I'm I'm curious of how you got to Gladiator, but first of all, what what exactly even is it? Okay, so so much like Commander uh, was a long time ago, Gladiator is a community run and organized format. Um, and I can't tell you the origins, the complete origins of who created it and how it got building. I just know who's organizing things now. Like I've been talking to the people that run the discord and things of that nature, but uh, gladiator is a hundred card arena singleton using the, everything that's legal and historic uh, format. So it's a hundred card deck singleton and it's best of three matches, but there is no sideboard at all. You can't put a card in your sideboard. So that means no companions, no wish sideboards, and no sideboarding, um, which which has a, is a huge difference than even like best of one, right? Because best of one still gets around it. Like if you have Vivians or Karns or Fae of Wishes, uh, you're able to tutor your sideboard. So you have these 15 card sideboards, right? Yeah, or if you have... Uh you know, expansion explosion, you want to build a sideboard if you copy your opponent's face. Exactly, yes. There's so many stupid things there um, that that can be done. And and it's kind of exploitative in some ways to get a 15-card sideboard uh, when you don't play sideboarded games. It just, it makes some of those cards a little higher power level than they're probably supposed to be. Yeah, like a, a one of Fae of Wishes has been awesome whenever I play like best of one formats or not yeah. best of one, sorry, uh, singleton formats. Same um, with card same with. Yeah. Yeah. They're all just, they're all just, a, acquisition. they're much more powerful in singleton than they would ever be. Um, and so this format says no, none of that, no companions, none of that. Um, but you do play three games with your, your hundred card singleton deck. And I was thinking, well, maybe that's weird, but it's not because the games play out so much different because they're best. They're singleton. Um, hundred card decks, so your draws can come out very different each game, um, because your decks are just going to have curves and also like mid rangey stuff. That's just what happens. Um, now they do run their own ban list, and I approve of four of the five, but I understand the pressure of a community to pick this fifth one. But let's go through their ban list. Their ban list is Oko, Nexus, Field of the Dead, Nissa, Who Shakes the World, and Teferi, Time Raveler. Uh, Teferi being the card that I think does not need to be banned, but people fucking hate that card. Yeah, people hate the card. I, I can understand it in a format where you're playing 100 cards and, you know, you're going to have a, like, there's a lowered consistency to that, which means, generally speaking, games are going to be slower and take longer. Uh, so a turn three Teferi is probably going to stay alive more often than normal and probably going to be, you know, if you, if your deck is built around being able to play cards in instant speed, you know, it doesn't validate a lot of decks if it's drawn and played on the third turn, because it's, it, it is really hard to have the right cards to get it off the board for some decks is especially in this 100 card singleton type thing. 
Oh, for sure. And I also like, I mean, my philosophy, especially looking into this format, is the cards that should be banned in the format are the ones that win the games on their own. Teferi can do that. Obviously, any card can do that. But we've seen Phil the Dead, Nyssa, Nexus, uh, Oko, they all win the games on their own, and they're kind of difficult to, to, to interact with. Right. Um, and so, so I totally see why they all got the axe, and I like and I approve of those. Because also, like a card like Phil the Dead in a singleton format, all your lands are one-ups anyway. And so you're like, okay, well then, no matter what I'm playing, I have to add a Golos to my deck. And I have to add, you know, this card to my deck. And everyone just has these same three or four cards. The Bass Bros Podcast is proudly sponsored by BCW Supplies. BCW offers great products at an even better price. From their Elite 2 sleeves to the deck bot line, you're sure to get an amazing product. I've been using their sleeves and deck boxes for the last year, and let me tell you, bro, their durability is unparalleled. Well, if you're interested in trying them out yourselves, you can go to bcwsupplies.com and order today. BCW Supplies. Protect. Store. Display. Slogans. Marketing. Magic. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with any of that. Yeah, and 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 so like I'm really happy with where they're at with that, and it does seem like the the community is too. I mean, honestly, I I've been in this community for a few weeks now, and they just seem they seem awesome. But yeah, like you were saying earlier, you know, where did where did this come from? You know, like yeah. I, like because because Gladiator's actually been around for months, like almost half a year or more. Um, and funny enough, the reason the reason is MTG Melee. They they ran the Gladiator community ran a 140 person tournament for the Kaladash remastered set when it came out. And so the week of the uh, Zendikar Championship that weekend, I was just you know online and and Flats came and he's like, look at this tournament. There's 140 people playing this weird format. We should look into it. And I was like, yeah, I've never heard of this. So I started digging in, and I was like. Well, this is actually really cool because I've always loved singleton formats. I, I I don't know why I've just have like whenever they used to have like standard singleton weekend challenges, I would always build a deck stream it and play it last year. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about it, but I, I think it's because I'm 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 just sick of always playing like four of the best cards and never getting to play with anything else in the format. I mean, that's a huge reason why Commander is by far the most popular way to play Magic, period. Like, It's it, not it, standard? I'm pretty sure that Commander is the most popular I'm Magic joking. Format. It's by far. That was... Yes. No, no. Standard is like one of the <laughs> least popular now. <laughs> well, I mean, even just... I mean, Standard probably gets more games played because of Arena and stuff. But like, yeah, I, I think Commander is such a popular thing amongst uh, casual Magic players, but and, and even a lot of competitive players like commander too it's just gives players a chance to play with cards they wouldn't otherwise play with and big one for me is versatility and play patterns and stuff too you know like you get these decks that are 4x of everything um and they're based around fires uh you know of invention or wilderness reclamation or whatever and it's like you're gonna see it every game every game's gonna end the same way um, you know, maybe some of the middle turns play out a little bit differently, but you know, like it, it gets repetitive and I'm not saying there's no repetition in singleton formats either. Um, you know, and, and there are flaws to them as well. Like if one person draws their soul ring and then the other person draws like whatever their 97th card is, 
you know, in their opening hand, the the soul ring players gonna have a huge edge, and some games end before they begin because somebody draws the right mix oh, of the singleton cards and stuff. God, you, you brought up say. Soul Ring and Singleton. I just, I have to tell you the story. I know you're telling me something, but you have to hear this. You probably didn't see it. Okay. On on Christmas weekend, you know, like the the Powered Cube is on um, Magic Online or was. Yeah. And uh, Shota just showed a picture of of this board. His board was two dual lands, like uh, black, green, and green, red dual lands, and a Soul Ring, a Bloodbird Elf, and a Knight, uh, uh, Knight of Autumn. Okay. And the opponent's board was Tapped Mountain and Soul Ring in the Graveyard. <laughs> so they both just led on Soul Ring, and he just went turn two Bloodbraid into Night of Autumn, destroying your Soul Ring. Jeez. Yeah, that's just, like, you know, I, I actually made a meme out of it. From his position, you know those memes of, like, what, like, one thing into the other? And mine was, like, what everyone thinks their 2021 is going to be like, and it's, y- it's Yaya's position, Shota's. Yep. And then, and then I just it flipped the the picture around. I was like, "What it'll actually be like?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because like that's not even that devastating as far as commander goes. I mean, people are winning on turn two, you know, like, but or in these cubes or for cubes, this yeah, cube, for, yeah, yeah. I meant cube. Sorry, yeah, like that's not even like that devastating as far as cube goes because you can have some really absolutely disgusting things and win super early but for a game that's probably going to play out a while longer as a as a fair game that's disgusting to have to come back from so yeah you have your turn one solar you're like hell yeah this is gonna be great and they just have five power and destroy your soul ring on turn two it's like what the fuck and you like you keep your hand because you're like well i'm gonna play chandra on turn two or whatever yeah it's like well i'm gonna play chandra on turn seven because like the two lander with a soul ring like um but yeah, like I, to to go back to the singleton thing, like yeah, I, I like the fact that it provides that versatility and it provides uh, the chance to play with cards and strategies that you wouldn't otherwise play. Like when I think of, and we'll get into some of my ideas later in this episode, but when I think of a format uh, like a singleton format, my first thought is cool cards that I love playing with that aren't good enough for standard or that have rotated out of standard or um, types of strategies that aren't good enough for standard, but are fun to play. Like that's where you can play those things. And yeah, maybe they're not even like that good in gladiator, like, you know, but who cares? Because the point is to play the strategy that you want to play. And when you have a hundred card singleton deck, I, I kind of am of the oppression that you can make almost any type of strategy somewhat competitive. Um, so I, I, oh, yeah. I think that's a huge call. Like I do, I also like these kinds of formats too. And so I, I think that they maybe don't have the longevity as like a competitive format. Like I think they kind of, sometimes they get super uh, inbred if it's like, you're like, hey, thousand competitive magic players dissect and destroy this format. Sometimes it doesn't hold up to scrutiny, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we, I think we, I kind of agree with you on that, but I also think that that would take longer than people's interests, honestly. But we can, we can get a little, you know, I agree with that to an extent. Like, um, and we'll get into like my deck list. Like, I, I really like this this archetype called. Effectively, it's Sultai Reclamation, but it's just a Sultai good stuff deck that has 
more instant speed uses for your mana than not. So you like and, a random Sultai midrange deck? That yeah, is... yeah, it's a random Sultai midrange. Exactly. And see, like, and there's an example of a singleton deck letting somebody get out of their normal comfort zone, play something yeah. they've never played before. They're not normally known for. You know, it's it's that's the beauty yeah. of a format like that. Exactly. Um, but you know, there's aggressive decks and other control decks, and the cards don't overlap that well. And so I do believe that metagames get to evolve and punish themselves just for those facts. Like, you know, I started with an Argos Bloodfest in my deck being like, oh, everyone probably plays Midrange, this will be good. And then these like mono red aggressive decks actually have a curve. So like, you, you thought you were playing an Argos Bloodfest, but it ended up being an Argos Blood Slow? Yes, it, that's exactly what it was. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like I also have a Thrag Tusk in my list and some people also don't have that. And, um, you know, it, 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 maybe it will come a little rock, paper, scissory if you play too many, because if you have too many removal spells in a control mirror, it'll be really bad. You know, I wish um, I was a better actor because, right. well, so you, so you could act and, and be rich and, <laughs> and, and, and sing songs for people when they're actually losing their homes and shit. I could sing, I could sing, uh, imagine. Well, yeah, people are losing everything. <laughs> That's the main reason. But the secondary reason is you just brought up Thrag Tusk, and I actually didn't know that Thrag Tusk was part of MTG Arena, and I got super excited about it because I fucking love Thrag Tusk. But uh, I, I found that out earlier today. But I can't fake the same excitement a second time now that i already oh, yeah. know that thrag tusk is here it was fucking great he, yeah. he he was like a kid in the candy store it's like thrag tusk is on arena why don't people play it in historic and i'm like well it's bad against literally every historic deck oh <laughs> and i'm like well it's thrag tusk though like you have to play yeah. thrag tusk what what are people doing like, does anyone fucking know who thrag tusk is <laughs> these motherfuckers don't know what it's like to cast a turn four thrag tusk then a restoration angel then an unburial rights then an angel of serenity exiling the thrag tusk so that when your angel dies thrag tusk comes back these kids do not know what that's like and they're does, worse off for it oh they are way worse off for it like yeah. back in our day we had to combine multiple cards to get not not even what you would call card advantage that the kids know these days virtual card advantage like we had to get our beast tokens and shit like these kids these days just play love Shark beast into great engine then they're on easy mode you want to know the best virtual card advantage I've ever gotten? I probably, I don't know, maybe I've told this story before. It is, I won <laughs> a, a fucking game day. No, not that one. Oh. I won, I was, CVM and I drove to somewhere in New York that was 12 hours. Oh, what was that place that they used Syracuse? to? Syracuse? No, it wasn't Syracuse. It was another place. It, they used to always hold tournaments there. Uh, it's like twelve. It was twelve Providence? hours away from Roanoke. Providence? No, it wasn't Providence. I'm trying to remember what it was. They used to I mean, always have tournaments there. It was one of the SCG mainstay stops. But CVM and I left work Friday at like four p.m. Drove all the way there. Got there at four a.m. Then we played the tournament the next day, and then <laughs> we. <laughs> After CVM missed Topper 8 on tiebreakers on Sunday, like actually it was almost a lock for it, somehow got jumped on tiebreakers. We didn't think it was even possible, really. We, he got ninth place, and because he missed top 8, we drove home immediately after the tournament. 
we drove back into Roanoke and we saw our coworkers going into work as we got back from the tournament and just went into work. But uh, if he had made top eight, we would have been late for work on Monday. But I played a match in that tournament that I ended up drawing the match. It cost me because it was day one standard, day two legacy and CBM missed the legacy top eight. But on day one standard, I played a match where I won by dealing my opponent 50 damage with Obsidat's enter the battlefield trigger only <laughs> to beat him reanimating, blinking, or playing nine Thrag Tusks over the course of the game or whatever it was. Like, I, I don't... Jesus. I won. It was 48 minutes of Obsidat coming back into play, neither of us being able to attack, and then me eventually winning that way. And then my opponent beat me in two minutes in game two and we drew the match. <laughs> so Jesus, but that is, that is, uh, that is virtual card advantage right there. So, so, so what you're saying is that Shia LaBeouf is an asshole for stealing the title of, of what your documentary would eventually be called for that game, which is the greatest game ever played. Yes. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> Although his yeah, golf is not the greatest game ever played. It was Brian Brown doing Zobsonak game, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why the fuck is there not a documentary on that fucking Zobsonak game? I want it to just be like this insane, sick hype build up. Like they're interviewing all these different people, you know, like a sick thing, and then it gets to the game itself, and it's just like thirty minutes of video time of just. Obzat coming back, both players writing the life totals down. <laughs> Fragtus getting reanimated, both players writing the life total down. Obzat's coming back just for 30 fucking minutes of this documentary. And then I finally win. There's like a handshake. And then it goes back into like sick like interviews with like, you know, fucking Shia LaBeouf or whatever. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I kind of experienced this once. Um, you know, like so on on YouTube, Wizards has this long list of like greatest moments, top moments, and I'm I'm in one of them. But it's with Reed Duke uh, when Reed won GP Miami. Yep, and we played it in the Swiss and top eight, and he beat me both times. But in the Swiss, I I the entire video is me blinking an Obsidot in and out, lowering his life total slowly but surely. You know, he's going to lose, and then on his last possible turn, he top decks. Uh, wolf run to kill me but like the video is like three or four minutes long and it's boring as hell <laughs> like it's just super boring like it should not be one of the greatest moments of magic's history didn't he also one out you with curse of death's hold at yeah, some point uh, when three you were... out of the four cyborg games in that tournament he drew his his one of curse of death's hold i'm pretty sure i remember watching that match and thinking that you had it like on basically on lock and i'm pretty sure he yes. just straight one out with a one of curse of death's hold when like that was the only card that could save him. It is. I, I threw it earlier in the in the game. We don't have to get into it. I, I like I like uh used a two two wolf um instead of a one one token. And if I had the the one one wolf after curse came into play, I actually think I could have won. Yeah, you got him down to like four or two or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's been a long time, but I do oh, remember watching that yeah. game. That was one of the best magic formats we've ever had, by the way. I agree. I oh, I agree. That was that was one of the better. Like you had Jund, you had Reanimator, you had you had multiple like aristocrats decks, you had Gruel decks. I mean, if you've never <laughs> cast Obsidat and then Slayer Stronghold it in the same turn, you've never lived. Like 
Seriously, <laughs> like I, you're exi- like you should be questioning your own existence at this point, questioning your reality. I think I don't question mine because, of course, I've done it. So <laughs> I actually haven't done it. Question: You should be questioning your reality. Like after yeah, this podcast I- is over, you need to do some reflection. I've 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 never played with Slayer Stronghold, and the I I thought it only ever got played in Primeval Titan decks. No, that was like a Sam. I think a Sam Pardee made that deck. It was like a Sam Pardee special of. It was just a Mardu. I don't even random ass card deck, but all right. Let's pull it. Let's pull it back to a format everyone's familiar with. Gladiator. Um, Gladiator. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes Gladiator. Right, yeah. Gladiator. Um. All right. So. <laughs> so. Uh, anyway, long story short. Uh, before we get into the, the format and like things that we like and dislike about uh, Gladiator, um, there is a community that's over 5,000 people, and and that's what I stumbled upon after seeing this tournament. I was like, oh, this is interesting. They have a Discord, and I checked their Discord out. There's 5,000 people in it, and inside this Discord, I'm just going to pull it up to just say some of the things. That is a really uh, deep Discord. Yeah, and it's active. It's very active. They've got a lot of things to talk. They also have organized play where it's like they have... So they have two different types of tournaments. They have leagues that are kind of like magic online leagues. So each week, if you're playing their leagues, it's run through the discord, but it's kind of like a play at your own leisure, right? Oh man. Do you ever play? They used to run those on MTG salvation, like aeons ago. Did you ever play any of those? No, I never did. Okay. I played in a few of them. It was, it was fun. It was cool. Yeah. It's just like league play. And that's where we get a lot of the deck list from, from today's episode. They, they just like, after you finish your five matches, then they upload your deck list to there attached to your name. But until then, no one can see your deck list. Sweet. That's awesome. Um, and, and the way that they make sure there's no cheating is each player after they play and it's run in the system, then they send the opponent's deck list to those people, but they should keep them secret. Obviously, if this got bigger and bigger and, and stuff like that, like they would do it a different system. But this is just community for fun stuff. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the you know, when you're playing a community format, there's some amount of honor system there always. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, don't be the guy who's cheating in a gladiator tournament, please. Like, yeah, <laughs> don't but be so that they person. Have those leagues, but then they also and they start this week, they have a 12 week league uh, starting on Magic uh, or MTG Melee, they're running through MTG Melee, where they have two different tournaments. One on, uh, let me just double check. So tomorrow on Thursdays, they have the what they call the Gladiator AM, which is the Americas. Uh, and those start at 4 p.m. And then on Friday at 11 a.m., they're running the, uh, the the ones for like more Europe Central time zone. So you can play in both leagues. But so there's there's 12, 12 weeks um, and you take your nine best finishes. They're just five round Swiss and they take their nine best finishes. And then those top eights play for prizes that the, the actual two organizers of this stuff put up money. They're, they're the tournament organizers. It's just two people that put up their own prizes and whatever promotions they get for this. And, um, one's from the Americas, one's from Europe and they each run one of these tournaments. So they have these this awesome just community that they're running these tournaments. And then they have their bigger blowout tournaments where Wizards has given them some prize support because they have Wizards codes for each one of the, the releases. So whenever a new uh, historic set comes out, like the last one was Caldas Remastered, they run a tournament on MTG Melee. And that's why I saw them because they had 140 people in a tournament. I mean, that's a good turnout. Yeah, and right now they already have 34 people entered in one of the leagues and 30 in the other. Now, you can't top eight both. You have to pick or something. Um, but you can play in both leagues if you want to. 
But yeah, we saw this and we we're like, let's do something about it. So we actually um, flats programmed in Gladiator into Melee. So now they connect instead of having to use a freeform format, we actually have a format for them, a deck database and um, and legality. Now they like anyone that tries to enter uh, a deck that's not legal in Gladiator, they won't be able to. And uh, mm-hmm. there'll be some more deck lists for Gladiator after the Bash Bros battles. So exactly, yeah. I mean, we're running the tournament then too. Um, hopefully, we get a lot of people coming out. I mean, the the coolest thing is that it's reinvigorated the the Discord. Like our Discord, like five five or six players are already just like doing some LFGs, some looking for games, playing with each other, testing, and that's what this community also has. They have a looking for games room and. To be fair, when I first got there and I just saw people typing it like LFG and then someone's like, I'll play you. I thought it was let's fucking go. <laughs> Not looking for games. See, I, I'm i at the point now where when people say LFG on Twitter or whatever, it takes me a long time to parse that it means let's fucking go because I've been playing so much WoW where LFG means looking for group. So... I'm more in line with the LFG meaning looking for a game. Like that's that just makes most <laughs> sense to me. So I'm with you, Gladiator community. <laughs> Solidarity for the LFGs of this world. Um, but yeah, so I started actually playing this format a little bit, and I have a deck, like you said, a Sultai, Sultai deck that I love the most. Um, is it Sultai played, stains? Though that that's a, is it stains? No, I mean, uh, I think it's really good. I played yeah, like, I don't know, half a is. dozen Let's... I played a, a half dozen uh, Let's Fucking Goes. Okay. But not none of the tournaments are leagues yet. I mean, I'm I'm probably going to play tomorrow or the next day in one of the things in preparation... In one of the leagues, just in preparation for... For um, Saturday. And and probably stream it also to, to test my stream for Saturday because I've been having some technical issues. My fucking mixer doesn't work with Streamlabs for some reason. I got to figure out what's wrong with it. Oh, so you've been like having issues where like perhaps your um, your microphone <laughs> will pick yeah. up your audio, but also somebody else's audio causing us to spend an extra amount of time fixing it. Like just spitballing ways in which it could <laughs> cause a problem. Look, look, that was human error. This is actual technology. That was gotcha. just me. Uh, but that trying to fix it did cause this because I rehooked everything and then it just like reset all of my like default devices. Right. Which which sucked. Yeah. I mean, they heard the disclaimer already <laughs> and they've already gotten through the worst part of the episode. Have they, though? Because I can think of a lot of ways I can make the rest of this episode. Real I mean, no heinous. episode of anything deserves the punishment that is two BBD introductions. Yes. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I bet your Soul Tide deck is really good, but I, I thought the keto format like this was to play a real stainer. Seems like you're playing an actual good stuff deck, not just not a bad stuff deck. Well, I've been looking. I I mean, here's the funny thing about this format. So this was just my opinion, like like uh, my my uh, and, I, and I was wrong of it. But it you know, it's a casual format, a community built format. And I was going to like, oh, I'm going to look through these league decks. Um, and I was thinking that they were going to be like very casual. Right. Right. And and the they're not they're pretty hyper competitive. And once I like looked at them, I was like, 
assuming I'd find some things that I'd want to change. But after looking through an entire red, like I look at them on a red deck and I look through the entire pool and I'm like, no, this actually looks really well built. Like maybe there's some changes and obviously there should be. And obviously there's problems with my deck list. Yeah, like, I mean, I yeah, like it's hard to imagine that's the perfect 100 cars. But if you look at a list and you're like, I can't immediately see any like glaring flaws. Like that's probably better than we would have done trying to build them on a red list, you know? Oh yeah. And, and these decks look great um, from these leagues. And if any, if any of you, the, the discord link to the gladiator community, and please, if you go there, be, be respectful. This is an awesome community. Um, You know, like, you know, don't act like us. That's just, <laughs> that's, that's so cool. Like, do what we say, what I'm to say. Do what we say, not what we do. Um, yeah. I'm looking at your Sultai list right now. I don't know if you're going to post that in, in our Discord later. But um, I'm actually seeing a card that I think you just – I'd hate to go back to this ban list discussion that we had before. But I see a card in here that seems potentially more oppressive than Teferi. Three mana Narset seems kind of gross in a format like this. Yeah, they actually have had discussions about Narset. Okay. Um, that that is a card that is on their watch list. Actually, I've seen them talk about that um, in the community. I've seen some discussions on it because I actually like searched out Narset conversations on Discord just because I'm like, why? Because yeah, you get to do the Narset, you know, uh, commit plan, right? Yeah, and even even just beyond Narset commit, like just straight up a turn three Narset if your opponent's deck is a mid range deck, a control deck, whatever. Like that, that's probably game you know like yeah narsa narsa does seem really annoying that's why i actually like most lists don't play a soul shatter i actually put that in there thinking about cards like narsa right um just just having more more answers to planeswalkers i thought was important i think that's a um, good way to construct your deck too because it's like you can build your deck to just be a good deck or you can build your deck where you have play against your opponent's top 10% of draws, top 20% of draws. You know, that that's an interesting point. It's like, what, how do you build your deck? Do you, you put in the de facto best card for every slot that you can find? Or do you, do you hedge against those top draws? Or do you say, I'm hoping they just don't have them? Yeah, I mean, there's a few things in here that, you know, I, I, I don't know. Just thinking about a Sultai deck, like a lot of people don't play the night, the, the night pack Ambusher, and I still don't know if that's a good card or not, but it seems like a card worthy of playing in a deck that plays a bunch of counter spells. Yeah. Like it's just such a good card with a bunch of counters. Like if you have two counters in that and you just slam it and then counter two spells in a singleton format. I I mean, obviously actual singleton can have more powerful things happen than other formats. That's, that's actually a truth because you have a bunch of top end and you might not have counter spells. Like there's some decks that just have top ends that are like really scary. It's like, I have to draw a lot of fucking counter spells. Yeah. Um, I mean, that makes a lot of sense because you know a normal a normal magic deck you can't just have a bunch of haymakers in your deck because then you play against somebody playing goblins and they brown like they they crush you on turn four you know whatever and it's like oh I didn't have a chance to play my seven mana enchantment or whatever but if this yeah. format's much slower which I'm sure it is um, I mean, you actually I, I, can I, the, build a deck that way. The the thing is, is these aggressive decks, the, the format actually is very dominated by aggressive decks. Um, okay. Like Mono Red, Gruel, Mono Green, and Rakdos are all very popular strategies, and they're all uh, do pretty well. Mono Red being one of the more popular, but all, th- all four of them are actually popular. And 
So this is actually a format where aggressive decks aren't good. And I think one of the reasons why is because the mana is, is while you produce all of your colors, most of the lands come to play tapped. Yeah. Um, and, and so that does have a really big downside. It's almost why I wanted to add a disfigure to my deck, but fuck, do I not want to draw a disfigure, you know? Yeah. Uh, is Ulcerate uh, legal? I don't remember if that card is legal. Is that even, is uh, that any better? I don't even remember Ulcerate. It's minus three, minus three for a black. Oh, uh, it costs you three life to cast to play it though. Uh, I don't know if we'd want that, but no, it's from 2015. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but like, uh, like these aggressive decks, they have so many options and they have good mana, like these monocolor decks, but also the mana is just good in all color combinations. I, I, I honestly believe like I've looked because like, uh, these thrivings that came out in the, uh, whatever the jump starts. Uh, add a dual land for each color that that you play, and it also adds splash potential, which is cool. I've seen some people like splash like an unbarrel rights like little package into Soltai too, because like my deck has four white sources without without adding anything, doing anything to it. I I don't like what are these thriving lands. I, I'm not familiar with them. Okay, so they just they so they tap. There's one for each color, and they come into play tapped. And as they come into play, you choose a color, and it also can tap for that mana. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're just good. They're like, you know, they're like a dismal backyard, drown yard or whatever. Yeah, I mean, they're, uh, they're, they're way better than those lands because you get to pick which duel it is. Exactly, yeah. And, and and yeah, so all of them, you can pick your, pick whatever color. They also, they really help cast double colored spells because, you know, you're going to, you have four lands, but if one of them can be whatever duel land you want it to be, then you're probably going to be able to cast double colored um all of your double color spells of each color yeah which that's what's really good about them but also adding a splash makes sense especially if it's just for like an umbrella rights um and uh that one or four from uh i believe throne of uh not throne um the elspeth conquers death set uh what was it called aquaria is that the one no no uh it was the 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 god set Zendik, no. Where oh, are the gods from? Um, Theros Why Beyond am death. I blanking? Yes, Theros Beyond Death. Um, it, it's the 4-4 four, four lifelink when it comes to play, put a card into the graveyard. You might be unfamiliar. It's just a four-colorless black 4-4 four, four lifelink. As it en- when it enters the battlefield, uh, search your library for a card and put it in your graveyard. Just like uh, place one I, of that in an Umbrella Rights. Yeah, I do remember that card. Yeah. That was like, it, there was a lot of good stuff with lim- in that with that card in Limited, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I recall that one. Yeah, I can just get an escape card for you. Yep. Um. Yeah, I can go get your Uro. I can go get your Embarrow rights, uh, stuff like that. But yeah, so like that's my deck. But also this format does it all. And if you like combo decks, like uh, there's a really cool combo that I saw that you can just put into a Soul Tie deck with um, Immersion Ultimatum. Uh, so do you know what Immersion Ultimatum does? Uh, It's the one where you search for like some number of cards and they pick them and you get to cast them for free. Is that, is that the one? Yeah. So it's the Sultai ultimatum. Um, they have to be monocolored cards. Okay. Three monocolored cards and they pick one and you cast the other two. And I, and I think the last one gets exiled. Um, but the combo that I saw people talking about that I thought was really cool is, uh, it's omniscience peer through the depths, which we know how that, you know, the power of that, that combo, 
Um, but then Obnixilis, the Hate Twister, that's the uncommon. Yeah, whenever um, they draw a card, they take a damage. Yeah, and so the funny thing is... Wait, what's, is, what's Peer Through Depths? Peer Through Depths is the draw your whole deck, put one card on top, or target player does that. Oh, is that? Okay. Isn't yeah. it? Is that what it's called? Peer? Oh, no, Peer Through Depths is the common. Yeah, I thought Peer Through Depths was like a dig spell. Peer Through Depths. Oh man, I should I should know what this. I need to find. I need to figure out what this card is. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't remember that. Uh, um, peer through the abyss. I think. You talking about enter the infinite, or is there a different? Yes, it's peer through the abyss. Target player draws cards equal to half of their half the number of cards in their library and loses half their life rounded up. Okay. And um. The reason that this is uh, powerful is that it it, it 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 just kills you, right? It's a one card combo. Um, in, in this format, hundred card deck. So you wait. So how does it work? You get those three cards, and then what if they just um, give you omniscience and obsidian or something, or omniscience and um, obnixilus? That's what they, they're forced to give you omniscience. It's the only real way to get force you to get that. I think this is the card that's in the deck, but this card feels like it just wins the game on its own anyway. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, this should just be in like every deck. It's a one card combo. What What is the name of the card? Peer Through the Abyss? Yeah. This should just be in my Soul Tide deck. It's just a one card combo, isn't it? Oh, they, 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 only, they only lose half their life. They don't lose... Oh, life. they lose half... They don't lose life equal to the number of cards they've Oh, but that in combination with Omnixilus kills them. Right. It has to be in combination with So that's with why... Yeah, that's why you still get this. It's, you get the Peer into the Abyss, the, the Omnixilus, and the Omniscience, which forces them to give you the Omnixilus... Or to give you the, the Omniscience. Right, because they can't give you Omnixilus plus Peer, and then they have the choice of giving you... So they're going to give you Omniscience no matter what, because they can't give you the other two. Yeah, and, and then, then you they either give get, you Obnixilus. They're going to give you Obnixilus, too, because they if they give you the other one, then you've just put an Omniscience in play and drawn half your deck. They're going to lose, too. So, yes. <clears throat> so they're forced to give you Obnixilus and Omniscience, in which case you you just get Omniscience in play and have a mediocre Planeswalker. But, yeah, you're probably still going to win just with an Omniscience. So, yeah, that is a cool combo. Yeah, I don't know how good it is, but that's a combo. I hear there's Thousand Year Storm combos. I've also looked in this format. There's like Blue White Skies decks, and there's just everything. Um, I, I don't know how good any of these decks are, but I do know that like Mono Green, Golgari decks are 5 0 leagues. I know that Mono Red has done very well um, in the tournaments uh, that are on MTG Melee when I look up things. And, and for the most part, like it looks still like a wide open format, and it's fun, and it's refreshing, and... It's just something that I've enjoyed doing, and I'm I want to see what other people think this weekend with the tournament. Um, but yeah, like uh, there's a there's a person from the Gladiator that community that actually came into our Discord, subscribed, uh, became a supporter of the Bachelor's Podcast, came to the Discord, and has been talking and hanging out with a lot of people talking about this format, and they love blue white or blue green flash. Uh, I have the deck list here. On there yes. if you want to take a look but yeah it's just like a, a blue green tempo deck i mean i i'm surprised that that's an archetype that you can play like there's enough cards for it you know and 100 cards 
Um, pretty cool that that's a deck that you can play, you know, like, yeah. Uh, so like kind of going back on one of the things I said before, uh, one, one thing that I love about these kinds of formats and like, it's the same, the same is true for commander. And I think that's part of the appeal of these formats is it gives people a chance to play cards or strategies that they otherwise wouldn't necessarily be able to play. So when I look at this format, I think of um, like my first thought is like, what are some cool cards or cool strategies that I would actually get a chance to play that otherwise I can't play anymore. And literally the first thing that came to mind in it is, is, is throw is a throwback to a very, heinous strategy of yesteryear so the first deck that i would love to build is blue eye control but not like the traditional because the traditional blue eye control which i i have seen some lists of it it looks like it is an archetype in this format but the traditional blue eye control is like you know the planeswalkers the control elements you know the 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 finishers or whatever i want to play a deck where I'm going to mill my opponent out through letting them naturally draw 100 cards until they run out of cards in their library. <laughs> 100, like one turn at a time. They're playing mono red. Buckle up. 92 turn game. Let's go. How yeah. are you going to prison lock them? Oh, there's no prison locking. It's all about, uh, it's all about the combination of commit to memory and uh what is that other card called i can't remember the name it's from the it's from the ravnica set that lets you shuffle your graveyard back into your library um and i'm sure there's some other cards there too that you can like use to kind of the sun's heinous oh it is oh it is so i'm not gonna play any card that accelerates milling my opponent out and i'm not going to um and I'm not going to have any way to win the game myself other than them running out of cards in their library. So, and it, of course it is built around Dovin's acuity, the, the backbone of every successful strategy. So it is just a blue white control deck. Nope. No permanent base ways to win. None of that garbage, just straight up draw spells, removal spells, life gain, and shuffling your graveyard back into your deck. And that is magic at its finest. So that that's step one. I don't have a deck list for anyone, but if you would like to do... I, just, just fucking Brian. I don't play magic, but when I do, no one's having fun. <laughs> I don't play that much magic, but when I sit down for two hours of magic, I want it to be one game. <laughs> yeah. One game of magic. Uh, so yeah, like that, that's the kind of stuff that uh, this like appeals to me for a format like this is, is being able to build that deck again, play a stupid ass deck like that. Um, you know, your opponent's welcome to concede at any point in time. You know, that's part of yeah, the function. There's always of the game. an option. It's always an option. I would even go so far as to say if Brad Nelson were to stream Gladiator, it wouldn't be. You can't queue be... into me. You oh. can't accidentally queue into me. <laughs> Yeah, shit. There's no cues. It's, it's for all this. direct challenge. Yeah, this isn't a wizard supported format. So, for people who are unaware, when Brad and I were both streaming <laughs> a lot, uh, hashtag I, sponsored to stream. <laughs> hashtag sponsored to stream. Yes. 
back in 2019, um, one of my favorite stream decks was a deck called Heinous Anus that was built around Dovin's Acuity, and where the win condition was your opponent runs out of cards in the library. That was the only way to win, outside of some weird... Like, you could... Uh, I had a wish sideboard, and I could wish for a mind control card, and sometimes I could win with my opponent's cards. But for the did most part... Did you actually design the deck? Uh, yes. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, because people actually played it at the, the tournament. Sorry for interrupting, but, like, this was a legit deck that, like, like Gabriel Nassif took to a tournament where first place was $250,000. Yeah, Gabriel Nassif knocked me out of that tournament with this deck. Where first yeah. place was two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and yes, it was my deck. So, small bit of pride there, but also I was really sad by that. But yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it. That was the deck, and it was uh, it, it was it was a masterpiece. But it got to the point where trolling Brad with this deck was my sole purpose in life. So I hated the playing with or against the deck. Oh, for good reason. It's a miserable experience for everyone except the pilot. Uh, Even when I piloted, I hated it. <laughs> it's a miserable experience for everyone, including the pilot there. Correction. But Brad would Brad would be streaming and I would not be streaming. And he would I would sit there and watch his stream. I would stream snipe him. And I would wait until he was queuing up for a match. And I would queue up for a match at the same time. In a format where this deck wasn't even a deck. You know, like, this was, like, months after I used to stream this deck. So this was, like, it had (laughs) fallen completely. Like, no one even remembered that this was a fucking deck anymore. I'm fucking stream sniping Brad with an updated version for the new format. Just, I saw, it took me one time, it took me over two hours to queue into you because I kept getting queued into other people and then I would finish my match against those other people and of course the match would take an hour and a half so then yeah. I would get to then I'd have to retime it to queue into Brad again yeah one time it took like three or four hours for me to finally stream snipe you with the deck and you beat the shit out of me and I was really upset well yeah but, because at that point like the format has evolved and it's like a standard best of one deck and oh yeah I'm playing a shitty ass like month old best of one deck against your two honestly i think you're being generous i think this was like six months later <laughs> it probably was yeah <laughs> i think it was <laughs> but it that i mean that that just became a thing so i'm pretty I don't sure know. i fucking nissa'd you or something like you something, did I th- I, uh, yeah i honestly think that it was right when like the nissa o- no i don't think it was nissa oko but i think it was nissa you did nissa me you beat the shit out of me with nissa and this deck was uh, against a deck designed before nissa was even like you know, in in her mother's it womb, a, yeah, it was still in conception. <laughs> yeah, like wizards was still thinking, like, how can we fuck ma- standard magic over? Give them fifty <laughs> planeswalkers. Play design was still like, hey, this Nissa card seems really cool. I bet it won't be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Play design was still like, of course, Oko's not that good. Yeah, <laughs> look at it. <laughs> uh, sorry to derail there, but. <laughs> <laughs> that that to me is the beauty of magic, and that is the beauty of a format like this, because I could fucking do that shit to people again. Well, I remember in our pre-show, Brian's like, yeah, I have stuff to talk about with Blue Eye Control. I'm like, great, I have some things to bring up. And I'm like, wow, well, I did not expect any of this. <laughs> oh, you didn't expect the heinous anus to come roaring back Ooh. in 2021. Not even 2020, 2021, <sighs> two years. We could have started the year off on the right track, Brian. Well, you had five days to do that. <laughs> six days to do that when this comes out this will be today will always be remembered for the day 
that that our democracy died and Brian rehashing anus anus. Yeah. It's just two disparate things. It's like the world is crumbling around us, but we still get joy in the little things of yeah. stripping our opponents of joy. Yep, the world the world is coming to an end, but we get joy out of little things. Much like if you buy our products at our <laughs> merch store. <laughs> but if the format is uh, aggro-driven, you know what that suggests to me? Some Thraytus cashing? Yes, but, uh, but that wasn't where I was going. There is a strategy that has been known to prey upon some aggro decks in the past. Uh, is is there is is it just one strategy? It is. Uh, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, it is it? Pre- do, 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 no, no, no. I have a question. I have a question, Brian. Yeah. Do we uh, need it or deserve it? No. Is it, did we ask for it or is it what we deserved? Uh. It is. It is. It is what you. It is. It is not what you asked for, but it is what you deserved. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Um. Is there any precincts involved? Like. Yes, there are. <laughs> oh. Okay. So what is it? It's mono white precinct captain. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. It's fucking S for hero, baby. Yeah. Let's yeah, fucking go. Singleton, LFG singleton built. Singleton built around one thing. Why is your deck? <laughs> <laughs> you mulligan until you have it, and then you can see it if you don't. It's easy. You fucking play it on turn two. Your opponent has their one of Bone Crusher Giant, and then you fucking lose. Easy game. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. We all know this. So. Oh, my God. I mean, it definitely could go into a deck, but I don't think putting things on the board like that is that good unless you're super driven to be aggressive. But I think you know that, too. Deep down, I think you do. I don't. No, you're wrong. I, I think you do. But I, anyway, I mean, we, we like, I, I'm moving away from fucking heinous anus and Esper of Hero 1. Okay, fine. Fine. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, like, I mean, to to wrap this all up, because it's, it's you know, uh, about a format that some of you might not touch, because it is not competitive not yet, but... The last thing I will say about this format is that if you're looking for something that isn't Muxus or Nissa or what have you um, or standard, you know, like both formats I have been really burnt out from, but I have to play them both competitively all the time. And I'm just kind of burnt out and I just want to play some fun magic. And, you know, the arena cube was really awesome for me. And this feels like that, but it's constructed and I get to build my deck and I don't have to play with the same cards. I get to play with cards that, like like we talked about that were weren't good enough for for hyper competitive play like Teferi, master of time like i've been having fun with that card i i love Prince of gear hulk and sublime epiphany but you can't really play with them um and so i've been having a lot of fun with this format and if you find interest in that too just go check out the discord community take a look check check, check out the tournaments on mtg melee and see if you want to play one for fun if you do well in it you might want to try to win the league if not, you can just play the format and have some fun for a week. Uh, or, best off, play the Bash Bros. Battles tournament on Saturday with us. Uh, Corey and I will be playing and streaming it. And uh, just have some fun with us. Uh, forewarning, if you don't own a big collection on Arena, these decks will be pretty expensive to get into. But if you do own a lot of a collection on Arena, this is a great way to use a lot of cards you're not using anymore. Yep, and... 
if you want to if you want to go hard mode, why don't you try to win that Bash Bros battles with Heinous Anus? Oh my God! Oh yeah, please no, get I... please get paired against Brad with it in round one. Brad, Brad, Brad <laughs> does the best with a what's the card? Dovin's Acuity. Dovin's Acuity. Yep. Yeah. Whoever whoever has the best finish with Dovin's Acuity, Brian will send you something in the mail. No, I won't. <laughs> but I'll thank you. No. Yes, you, you'll get you'll get a personal thank you on the next week's episode. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess if we're talking about shout outs, we can wrap things up here and get to our cast and crew. Yep. Uh, good luck to everyone that plays on Saturday, and I hope to see all of you out there. We'll have a lot of fun. Let us know on social media what you think of this format, and please take a look at the uh, Gladiator community. I honestly believe that this could be a, a supported format um, down the road, much like uh, the Commander and Brawls have been. Yeah, it wasn't uh, Brawl originally... Oh, maybe it wasn't, but yeah, no, I, I could see this being something. I mean, they've they've taken community-driven uh, things before and turned them into into real formats. So, um, I yeah, hundred percent, I could see this being something. It's it's an awesome way to get to play with a bunch of the old cards on Arena that are extinct, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Um, the the yeah, the uh, I'm trying to make it eat to extinction or extinction event joke, but let's just move on. Anyway, uh, we are in a new month, and uh, at the end of each month, I just want to thank again all of our supporters for the Bash Bros podcast. Uh, you help keep us alive and pay our editor, who we need to pay and we love because we fuck so much up, yes. and they have to fix so many of our problems. Um, and so thank you so much for supporting us in our endeavors. Uh, and for those of you at the Tears for the Casting crew, including a few job Changes, we love all of you, and we're going to kick things off. Brian, who is our first cast and crew? All right, first member of the cast and crew is Ian Pasella, and that is the Minister of Administration. And you know what I got to say about that? Is I didn't think you would, because there's another minister that I know. And who's that? Minister of Impediments, which is part of the blue-white color scheme, which is is the same set and color as Dovin's Acuity, which is part of the heinous heinous strategy. Oh, I, I I only thought there was one minister in magic. Which one is that? The the one that was in the gift deck. Yeah, that's Minister of Impediments, isn't it? Oh, if it is, it's just blue, right? Well, yeah, but it's part of the it's part of the uh, Azorius thing. Oh, I didn't know that. I just thought all all of energy was just one big happy family. Oh, that is energy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. You, you got two energies. Good. You're wrong. Anyway, next up is Richie, who is the Bash Pro accountant. Um, yeah, we didn't make enough money last year to qualify for 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 anything. So you're you're gonna have a pretty easy uh, couple months here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got Oppo, who is our research director, who's been fired for not telling me that Minister of Impediments wasn't <laughs> a uh, an Azorius card because I was totally wrong. So that's not on me, of course. Never my mistake. That's on Oppo, our research director. Yeah. Next up is Wapa, who is my personal barista and dog walker. And I got a question to ask Wapa. 
Um, have you been teaching Dee to uh, pull up the carpet and chew out the insulation underneath it? Because <laughs> yeah. she's been fucking doing that lately down by Brian's uh, basement hole. And uh, it's getting really annoying. Like, it's the only one area where she never used to go. So how, how it works is Brian, Brian hangs out in the basement. But there's just like one of those like five stair walkways downstairs, right? It's a split and level. It, it's, split a, level yeah, it's a house. split level house. And so... We, we just bought a gate, and we're going to put it up there now so she can't go down there. But for whatever reason, she never went down in that area until one day she broke this agreement that Brian and her had. Yeah, we had, like, a handshake agreement that she she would stay at the top of the stairs, and she would never come down to where the basement door was. And it was an unwritten rule, and then she decided to run up the score on me one time, broke that unwritten rule, and it was... <laughs> yeah. And then she just started... Pulling up the carpet and 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 ripping out the insulation, oh, <laughs> and yeah. it just started like two days ago. It's bad. Any, yeah. So Wapa, if if that's your fault, uh, please please correct that soon. Thank you. And then uh, our next member of the cast crew is is Adham, and that is our ghost writer. So uh, he does the actual preparation and writing of all of our episodes of this podcast but doesn't get any of the credit for it. However, because we're now crediting him for it, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of a weird catch-22 thing. And because he's the one who's writing us crediting him for it, I don't know, it's a real mind fuck. I, I, I lost track. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really understand it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't understand where you're going with this either, but it's all, right, it's we like, just get to blame it on him? Yeah, I think I saw it somewhere in the, mo- in the Tenet movie that, that, I don't know, I lost track, so... Oh god, that joke was like the best. Have you have you haven't watched Death of 2020 yet, have you? No. You should watch it. It's on Netflix. Um it's like a mockumentary about 2020. Okay. And and one of them was just making a joke. It's like and how time has just wrapped on itself. I mean, they made a movie about it this year. <laughs> <laughs> it was just such a good joke. Um All right, next up is David Watt who uh, I, I feel like has been uh, taking some some leaps and, and bounds with their job. Some what's what's the term when you just kind of go about and do your own thing without asking some liberties. Yes. Liberties taking some liberties with 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 the job, with uh, the special guest screening as of late. Um, uh, I, I, next week, I would I would pull it back a little bit. Rain you know, it back you, in. Yeah. Rain it back in. You've gone. You've crossed a line, and then you cross the line after that line. <laughs> Pull it back, man. All right. Next up, we got Gino Batista. So, actually, from what I understand, Gino was originally supposed to be this week's special guest. Oh, um, really? Yes. Yeah. So originally, the billing had Gino as the guest, but um, for those who have been following along, um, so last week he had broken out of maximum security prison to visit uh, his family for the holidays and then was heading back to the prison afterwards. I'm, I'm here to tell you that he's back, you know, he's back in maximum security prison and which is a very good reason why someone couldn't be on a podcast. Yeah. You just, I mean, obviously you can't be a special guest on a podcast if you're in a maximum security prison, that's a security breach. So yeah, that's why he's not on the cast. Makes complete sense. All right. Next up on, Next up on the list is Paul Ka. 
Sarowski. Woo! Wow, that was, was. I didn't know it was going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. I hadn't gotten the. I actually hadn't prepared for that one. I didn't have the Pepsi ready to go. Oh wow! All right. Well, well oh yeah, that's BBD's well starring photographer. Yes. Yeah, that is his role. Um, you know, I, I'm patting myself on the back here because I was able to get the Pepsi out of the fridge and pull it up for the crack in like. I, it was like 4.2 seconds. It's like the fastest 40 it's the anyone's fastest ever run. you moved all year. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the only time I've moved all year. So Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, Paul is, is the wall-staring photographer and performs the role admirably, I must say. Had a recent uh, New Year's photo that was excellent. So, <laughs> All right, next up we got uh, Max, who is... Corey's like Cor- Corey's linguistic coach. I, I don't know who Corey is. Well, of course, you know who Corey is. And what's weird, though, is Corey had to take the week off uh, because Max said they had to go on a company retreat. Uh, one of those like, you know, yearly reviews where they like learn new things. Um, I think it's bullshit, but both of them are on vacation on our dime. So, oh, wow. Well, That's going to. Hopefully Corey knows how to linguistics next time. <laughs> yeah, hopefully that's gonna be a, that's gonna that's gonna really sting our bottom line. We're gonna need Richie to step up his game. <laughs> We're gonna really need our our uh, government check stat. Yeah, we're going to need that Bash Bros stem. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I do know what you're talking about. And Phil does, too. Yes, he does. Actually, Phil doesn't know. No, he does not. No, Phil does not know. We still don't know what Phil does, and Phil will not tell us what, what they do. But they're still on the payroll. We also don't so. even know who Phil is. So, Oh, God, no. And and and, and Corey confused this Phil with uh, with uh, Filippo when we were playing um, Among Us last week. <laughs> nice. We also like, don't, know. don't know what you do. And then Phil's like, no, you just don't know who I am. <laughs> we also don't know what Phil is or why no. Phil is. Yes. <laughs> or how Phil is. <laughs> oh, Jesus. They always ask me, what does Phil do? But never. Why does, does Phil do? Or yeah, why does Phil do? Exactly. All right. Next up, we got JP. And that is the BBP general manager. And. And I don't even fucking know what a general manager does either, man. I I don't. It's it's the kind of job that I feel like if it's done really well, you know who they are, and if it's done really poorly, you don't know who they are. See, I think so it's the JP I, must be doing a good job. I think it's the opposite. I feel like oh, I feel like if it's done really well, it's all behind the you know behind the scenes. You don't really know who they are, and if it's done really shittily, it's like you're like oh shit, the fucking general manager is coming to work today. We got to like sweep out the fucking cobwebs out of the corner or whatever because <laughs> fire everyone in sight all right next up we got jason Theron, who is Corey's arch nemesis uh but i don't know why that's the case anymore because uh jason Theron has has left us for a, another game oh geez what a betrayal yeah tell me about it what an absolute betrayal i mean i think i think it still does a magic podcast and, and does magic stuff but the stream is it's no longer magic. Not not trying to compete with the Corey. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. You hate to see somebody to give up on their life's passion. <laughs> Fucking twenty twenty kills kills everyone's motivation, including Nemesis's. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got Sultan Abbasi, and that is the Bash Bros Podcast official designated man of dork. And uh, I will say that our 
our official gladiator dork of this week is uh lana elves i guess no oh uh, what is it dovin's acuity fuck you <laughs> dovin's acuity is our fuck. official man of dork of the week <laughs> oh yeah i need more coffee for this both oh, of my yeah. drinks are empty Oh, I've drained all the coffee, and it's still not never enough. <laughs> anyway, all right. Oh, fuck me. Next up is Eric Knoll. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, Eric, I just gotta let you know that we're gonna start. You're you're subs- We're gonna have to make our own Patreon support for you, which is gonna be the first ever that it it fluctuates, much like our new our our new internet bill. <laughs> Mm, yeah, we, we now go over it, so they charge us more. The greedy bastards. Uh, but we're gonna have to to to, to have you support us per word. <laughs> anyway, you used to be the looming threat of humanity, and here we go, everyone. But Eric Nall has a job change. Uh, he has finally gained enough strength. The will of the gas has become his own. He ignites his surroundings in a methane explosion and launches himself out of Uranus at a straight for earth sensing his approach the trash of the world grows dumpsters overfill the oceans team with pollution pbd forgets to flush the toilet and smog fills the air he is now trash canos first of his stench king of the trash and the first bins protector of paper plates father of filth lord of landfills the unclean breaker of bar soap humanity will know his stink my god that uh, that uh, fucking imagination, man. That all that all checks to me, you know. Yeah, like, yeah well, it, it definitely it, checks. Yeah, of course. The, the methane explosion would provide the propulsion to head towards <laughs> Earth, which, of course, upon approach, that would cause a catastrophic change to humanity's seeing. Can, the, can there be yeah. a methane? Ex, can there be a methane explosion in space without atmosphere? Does Uranus have atmosphere? Uh, does methane need mine, atmosphere mine, to explode? I don't does. know any of this. I mean, mine does. I don't know about the planets. Yes, yes. Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Now, yeah, yeah, there's some plot holes here. You're right, Brad. I, You're 100% correct. There's a lot of holes here. Yes. There's one big hole and then a plot hole. All right. Yeah. We got Gare Meldy, and that is the merch store manager and I have nothing witty to say here. You're knocking well, it out of the park. You're probably the only person on this list who is. Great work. Thank you. Great work. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, Gare wanted me to say that we have just commissioned a uh, a new shirt. It's not even BBP related. Mm. We're getting we're getting the graphics done on it soon, and we will let you all know once it's ready for. Uh, that'll be after the. Uh, the uh can i say mario <laughs> the mario shirt <laughs> that's the next uh on the uh the tier uh for patron rewards for for a 30 dollar tier and then after that we'll be doing that one but they'll also be for sale on the uh our merch store here soon once it's done so you all see that that's i'm actually think that that's going to be a really cool shirt yes or we just think it's going to be cool <laughs> one of the two yeah or both yeah, well, but definitely well one definitely one <laughs> But hopefully both. Yeah. All right. Next up is Patrick, who is the Afi, uh, Afi office party coordinator. Um, there aren't a lot of office parties. And, uh, and really, you're don't... just going to take every word and just coffee related somehow. Well, no, I was reading party. 
Okay. I thought you, I thought Offie was just your mind was just on coffee. No, my mind is on cigarettes. Mm. I yeah, buy that. For those for those who don't know, I'm I'm quitting and I've got a patch on. Well, good luck. That's when you say congratulations, you're awesome. That's you know, when you say things like that, you get rewards, or do I have to tweet it? You have to tweet it. <laughs> Just I'm quitting smoking. Give me likes so I can have something feel good. Yeah, I need a dopamine hit, please, for the love also, of God. Also, I support everyone. <laughs> Just. Just SJW it. <laughs> all right. All right. Next up, we got Filippos Galanis, who is the. Oh, man. I don't. I. Oh, OK. I see. I get what it's going yeah, on. You here. get it. You get it. Took me a second. He's the renumerating executive chief technical utility manager or rectum. So, yeah. yeah. Rectum for short. Yep. Yeah. It took Galanis me a second because it was. I read it as trectum because of the, the the in there. Oh yeah, in from from the message we got, the the uh was was lowercased. Gotcha, yeah. So all right. Next up we've got Loror, who is our chief executive officer. Doing a great job, boss. Thanks for being there for all of us and supporting us for everything that we do. Wow, way to undermine Gare Melody by saying that somebody else is doing a great job. Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. All right, here's somebody who's doing a horrible job, Victor. Victor is Brad's first place trophy holder. First of all, no new influx of first place trophies. Second of all, Brad keeps stealing my first place trophies for Victor to hold. The whole thing stinks. Worse than Eric Nall. The whole thing or, is... Or, or our rectum. Yeah, or, or our remunerating <laughs> executive chief technical utility manager. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's up? Oh, what do you do for a living? Or, you know, what do you do? Oh, I have a podcast. Cool. What do you talk about? Anuses. anuses. <laughs> talk about mugging anuses for two hours every week. <laughs> and last but not least is Dr. Unks, who is our president. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? Uh, I don't even know what his role is. Is it, is it anus related in some way? Uh, It is. It actually is. Okay, then proceed. Okay, it is our resident proctologist. There it is. There it is. That is how we that is related that is job. How we ha- that's how we end our episodes with our heads held high. <laughs> oh, it is. I'll tell you what, my head is held low and my ass is held high. So yeah. God, it's some dark humor, but what God, I you know, it'll be some irony when one of us ends doing the podcast because of colon cancer. Oh God. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Dr. Unks, why'd you miss it? Yeah, it's your that's the you're you're given one job. You had <laughs> one job. Anyway, thank you so much to all our patrons and supporters. Uh, and next week, Corey should be back. Uh, we definitely missed you, bro, and love you so much. We did. Uh, we did. You did love Corey. We did miss him. Oh, we did miss him. Yes, we did miss him and do love him. Yes. And uh, hope hope you're feeling better and get back to us by next week. But please, everyone, uh, again, if you are interested in the Gladiator format, there are the Gladiator community tournaments that are happening this Thursday and Friday, one on each day. And then on Saturday is the Bachelor's Battles tournament. So if you are interested in taking a break from everything normal, go there. Also, if you dig around the Gladiator 
uh, Discord, you will find numerous leagues, deck lists all over the place. There is a shit ton of deck lists and inspiration out there. So if you've never looked into the format, I guarantee you within 30 minutes, you will have more deck lists to look at than you'll want. Then you'll have time. So anyway, see you all. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bash Bros Podcast, and we will be back next week. Bye, y'all.